How well, do we do a podcast? We talk about... <laughs> We're professionals, yo. Hey guys, this is Paige. I just want to top on here quick because we weren't clear about a few things, so I just wanted to clear those up before we get started with the podcast. So we're currently recording on Zoom due to the COVID-19 quarantine restrictions, so bear with us on the quality for now as our conditions um, improve. Our quality will also improve. And we will be available on all platforms soon. We are uploading through the Anchor app, so that will be available before too long here. Also, our Instagram is Moms Who Smoke Podcast. Our Twitter is The Moms Who Smoke. And on Facebook, we are Moms Who Smoke. So if you want to follow us on any of there, we will be telling you guys when we are posting, how much we are posting, and all of that. Um, for now, I think we're focusing on one day a week, and it looks like that's going to be Thursday. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's get to the podcast. So. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Carolyn. <laughs> I'm Carolyn. Um, I, I need to like perfect my intro so I have a cool intro. Mom of two, wifey, and boss. don't say wifey. <laughs> Wife, lady, bro. I, I like that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the old lady, what do they call us? I don't know. And boss lady, I guess you could say, extraordinaire. Oh yeah, you do a lot of shit. You never stop. <laughs> Usually always very tired. Hence why it's taken us this long to start recording and we're doing it on Zoom because coronavirus. Yeah, fuck. Ruined everything. Well. So who are you? I'm Paige. <laughs> I have two kids. I am much younger than most parents. Probably shouldn't giggle as I say that. People aren't going to take me seriously, but it's mine. Part um, of the stigma that we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. We both smoke weed mm-hmm. and are both functional, like actually, like really functional adults at that. <laughs> We're moms and we smoke. That should be yeah. self explanatory from the title. <laughs> Oh, hang on here. I gotta close this door. <laughs> and I think, as you can tell by the way I got up, I'm an older mom. <laughs> <laughs> My left knee hurts. I was thinking about putting some A535 on it just to give you perspective. <laughs> Hit a bong, some A535, and you're set. You see? Yeah, it all works. Um, Actually, another thing I should say about myself, if uh, I have BPD, so I talk a lot about mental health, and uh, I'm an advocate for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people listen to me, but I'm an advocate. (laughs) And you can't talk. You could still talk. Spread awareness to it. Yes. And I'm also really open with my kids about it, so I think that's, I don't know makes my parenting a little bit different and I think you are too that's why we get along so well I don't know yeah I'm pretty I'm all about the honesty yeah and I think from the beginning my parents think I'm a little too much sometimes but I just feel like why sugarcoat it because they're gonna figure it out eventually and I don't know 
it just helps them prepare and just the more knowledge is power right so the more and I don't want to like outright lie to my kid that's always something that I've been against in a way like obviously there's like there's white lies but like you're not gonna I don't know I don't want to be crying my eyes out and then look at them and be like no I'm fine everything's fine it's okay that's more weird I feel yeah I'm gonna look at them and be like I'm really sad that I'm having a bad moment like can I have a hug is that okay yeah or like I just need two minutes to myself and they get that and And that's gonna teaches them how that how to be open and honest and how to set boundaries and know that it's okay to take care of yourself and it's okay to cry and like do whatever you know like and then on the other hand (laughs) I say I don't lie to my kid but at the same time I'll tell them that the park is closed or the slush puppy machine is not working yet (laughs) I mean but those are just those are parenting lies and I feel like those are different than real (laughs) right now time before he figures me out (laughs) yeah I don't know this whole quarantine thing is kind of paying off because everything's closed so they're like when the quarantine's over, can we go buy a toy? And I'm like, I don't think it's gonna end. Yeah. I think we're just gonna. <laughs> this store like... never opened back up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling everyone because my dream is to have like a little hobby farm with like chickens and goats and stuff. And like mm-hmm. this whole time, I've been walking around like, see, all of you guys just stop on my dreams. And if look where we would be if we lived on a hobby farm with like, a, you know, we would be self-sufficient and wouldn't have to worry so much but no no never <laughs> maybe after this, yeah maybe after this i'll be able to convince them yeah um another thing we should say not that it really matters but we live in canada and weed is legal yes and since when like 2018 I wanna say. october 17th 2018 and it was medicinally legal before that because i medicinally smoked before that very true yes it was so when did you smoke weed for the first time oh my god i was the very very first time i was 16 i just turned 16 and it wasn't a fun experience only because i was terrified of my parents and i was going home at like nine o'clock and by the time they had twisted my arm to do it it was like seven so i had like a pretty good buzz that was my first time so i had like a very good buzz on when i went home and i didn't like it I felt like they were on to me and then so I snuck down to my room and as soon as I got into my room I thought like the coast was clear and then there was a knock on my door and the three my mom my brother and my dad walked in and had a cake and they were singing me happy birthday and it was very awkward because I just wanted to be alone at that point I was convinced that they had like figured me out and yeah it was awful and then I didn't smoke again I hung out like everybody I hung out with smoked I just never did it because I didn't want to feel uncomfortable when I went home and I was a big chicken and a goody two-shoes back then too I like to hang out with the badass kids but I didn't yeah. do the badass stuff and then uh the first time I actually actually smoked was when I got my own place I think I was 18 or 19 when I moved out on my own and I had broken up with my boyfriend and it's funny because he was Maybe I shouldn't say this, but he <laughs> we can edit. He was an avid smoker. And it was yeah. a, it was like an issue between us. Mm-hmm. And we argued a lot about it. And then when I broke up with him, I smoked a joint. Uh and then my friend took me to get a tattoo. <laughs> so it was okay. like <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Because the first time I, I was 
I want to say like 15, like keeping in mind that I got pregnant at 17. So like there wasn't a lot of time before that. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I was either 15 or 16 and like, it was a horrible first experience. Like it was a back alley water bottle bong kind of situation. And I don't even know if what we smoked was weed. Like it could have, just, <laughs> could have been oregano, who knows? It was horrible. And I wasn't worried about my parents at that point because I had this fuck everybody kind of personality and I just didn't care at that point. Um, but then the first time that I really smoked weed, I was out on my own. It was like the first time that we had moved out. I was with the kid's dad. I don't know if I should talk about him. But I went to the dispensary and I got like my medical card and all that. And I got weed and came back and like, I don't know. And thus I was a stoner. Once I realized that I could get, I don't know. I was always worried about weed being laced with like fentanyl and that because I was a goody two shoes and I did the same thing. Like I hung out with like all the bad people. Where were you living at that point? Cold Lake, Alberta. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like we, I never thought, I don't know. I've never heard of la weed getting laced with anything. And I like I have friends in Montreal that talked about it a lot. And I was like, I was always like, what's your paranoia? Like he would come over and he wouldn't smoke our weed, like he would smoke his weed. And I just thought it was kind of snobby. And I'm like, what the hell is your paranoia? But he was, he thought that, I don't know, that never really happened around here. Not that I heard of anyway. See, like, I just had like fear mongering parents, I feel that okay, yeah. to this day don't like weed and think, same with my grandparents, think it can be laced with all things. So it was just like the adults in my life were telling me this. So I think that's what created the fear. I created it, yeah. But I also, like, actually, before I smoked for, for the first time legally, I smoked with a kid's dad and, like, greened out because we were taking oil dabs. And okay. I had never even really smoked out of a bong properly, let alone. Oh, my God. It'll hit you hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hallucinating. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. It, I, it wasn't even weed. It was oil. Like, it was just, ugh. ugh. Oh, that's not I good. hang out with him. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, I really liked it because at the time, honestly, I went through a really, it was kind of like a traumatic breakup and I used it more to sleep because I couldn't sleep. Sleep and eat. That was something that I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to eat anything. I couldn't, it was what got me out of bed. Like I was in bed for three days. My roommate came in and was like, she basically like kicked the door in, had a joint and my GST check from the mailbox. And she was like, we're going to get a tattoo. And I was like, I can't afford a tattoo right now. She's like, yeah, you can. You're like $60 a year, let's go. So that's what we did. And then after that, I was like, I realized it mellowed me out. And it just like, yeah. I wasn't always thinking like my mind races and I'm always stuck in like worrying about tomorrow or like what, you know, and I just find it like. Yeah, I think when I found Indica, I that's when I realized that like because I had really bad anxiety and really bad depression and like it would just calm me down and even now like if I feel myself I don't know going into like a rage or having like a panic attack or feeling like I'm gonna cry like if I go smoke I can <coughs> oh my god too many bong hits <laughs> um, I can like combat that a lot easier because yeah. my brain's calm yeah and and you're more rational and you like you think things through and it's not like a yeah absolutely i honestly think i parent better oh yeah 100 percent. i am so calm it like in my parenting style because of that yeah and you can tell the mornings that we have bad mornings and the mornings that we have good mornings and what i mean by that is the mornings that i decide to smoke in the mornings that i don't <laughs> 
hey, whatever, and I really honestly, I'm for it, because I feel like it makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah, and, like, having BPD, one of the biggest, not one of the biggest, there's a lot of big things about having BPD, but, like, one of the things that you deal with is when you wake up in the morning, there's, sometimes there's just, like, a fiery rage in your chest that is, like, a murderous rage like I can't you even explain it there, like it's just there no it's just there and like it took me a long time to learn that it was just there because I would just rage I yeah. would like lose my mind yeah. and so easily triggered in that and I still am in the mornings but I'm self-aware of it and then when I smoke I'm calm enough to be like okay not angry okay not angry yeah and you know continually angry. check oh, myself yeah. out of it yeah definitely help. Well, that's really cool that you like do you think weed has helped like it's helped you like realize that like and have any doctors like offered that as like a so my doctor when I was in BC when I told her I smoked she said that's fantastic if that's what works for you that's what you do you do what's best for you and your body we're not seeing any side effects here in fact, I'm seeing improvement because I had really bad postpartum depression after Brooklyn. Um, I did after Dawson too, honestly. Like it was just all a mess. But yeah, yeah. Um, I've just had depression my whole life, so maybe it wasn't postpartum. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I joke because it's easier. But yeah, I don't know. A doc, she said that you know, do what's best for you. But I don't know. Nobody else ever has. Like, I'm constantly told that, you know, smoking weed is so bad for people with BPD and smoking weed is so bad in general and is so bad for your emotions and you're so reliant on it. But they don't understand that, like, I'm also reliant on a medication that I take every day. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. I don't want to take Ativan and it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I'm getting panicky again to the point where, like, sometimes I just can't calm myself and that's, I've accepted that's scary. that. That's scary. It is. And I'm not, like, ask anybody that was in my life five months ago, I'm not at that point. But I go through waves, and I get, I'm doing really, really well, and then I get really, really, really bad. And weed has helped me through that so much. And more than any professional's opinion, or really anybody in my life's opinion, like, I know that it helps me. And I know that I'm not reliant on it, because I can go days without smoking. Yeah, it doesn't mentally if like when I'm running out of weed, it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. I mean, I text you and I'm like, you know, you have a little nug I can have. But like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not like, it's not like life or death. And I think I got to that point, but my mental health was so bad, and I was mixing the two. So I slowed down on weed, and then I realized it wasn't the weed; it was the mental health. And then I fixed the mental health with the weed, that, yeah. not with the weed, but like it aided in it and it in still does with, yeah yeah like being in quarantine i would not be in this state oh after God. 11 days oh without this baby right here yeah. So <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it's definitely been trying on the mental health that's for sure and i really didn't think it would be because i don't i'm i'm a homebody so it's not like that much of my life has changed i think it's just the fact that you can't like it's same thing when I used to diet because I diet I've always dieted from like high school on I've always struggled now I'm like I don't fucking care yeah <laughs> I'm gonna eat and be happy and fuck you yeah. but 
like all through high school I dieted and any I realized that anytime I told myself I couldn't have something was in like you obsess over it and like crave mm-hmm. it and obsess. So I would just tell myself I didn't want the fries or I didn't want, you know, I just kind of shifted the way I thought. I guess that's how I quit smoking too. I just shifted the way I thought. But, just, but I'm very much the same way. Like I've smoked on and off for the last I don't even want to think about how many years because I'm young and that's a lot of years and that makes me sound bad. Oh my god, don't um, even talk to me. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking like like eight years and I'm only 23 and that sounds bad. Yeah, my, my husband has been smoking since he was like 13. So whenever he throws numbers out at me, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, oh my god. But like I have quit, and when I've quit, it's always been cold turkey. I just decide one day that it tastes bad and I'm done and I just put it away. Yeah, and I don't know. It's definitely a stress release. I also like I'm a single mom of two, and if you think that I'm gonna lock myself in the bathroom, no, because they can get into the bathroom. They're four and five. I'm gonna go outside. (laughs) They're getting. And I'm gonna go down the pathway (laughs) and have a fucking cigarette. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hit me in this quarantine how much is truly on my plate. Yes, it's crazy. And Dawson looked at me and he's like, I think when I was putting putting him to bed last night, I think it was, he's like, I hope you have a better day tomorrow. <laughs> that was such a backhanded <laughs> compliment. Me too. <laughs> we're all hoping. We're all Yeah, hoping. yeah. <laughs> we can all hope. <laughs> yeah. But this is when smoking comes in handy because, like, that was not funny to me at that moment. Well, okay, it was a little funny. Like, it me out of my life. You're in the moment and you're feeling, yeah, no, for sure. And then you look, I swear, they say, like, the craziest things. Dax was, like, driving me crazy all day the other day. And when I was putting the bed, he looked at me and he was like, Mom, I would never let anything bad happen to you. And I was just like, oh, my God. That was like when like I got a video of it. I can't believe I got a video of it. But he's like, "Good night, cuteness." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god yes, and he's like, "You did." <laughs> like, okay, I did a good job. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, so. Oh yeah, and our kid. I guess we should also kind of mention the reason that we know each other is because our kids were best friends, and we were both very hesitant about becoming friends. (laughs) Yeah, when the teacher she had stopped me and she was like, I had heard Dawson's name more than once, so I knew at this point in the school year he was like, this was a best bud, and it was somebody I was gonna have to get to know, and like I didn't mind. And then the teacher pulled me aside one day when I was picking him up, and she was like, you know you should really set up a play date like on the week. And I was like, I had to clarify. I was like, what do you mean? Do you mean like after, like out of school hours? <laughs> they can't play in the yard? Like what's the matter? <laughs> and then we went on the school trip and I kind of internet stalked you to find you because I had taken a bunch of pictures and I knew, like I knew if the roles were first, so I would want like all the pictures sent to me and I was just super excited to send them. So I stalked you. And then found you, and I was like, gosh, she looks kind of cool. <laughs> and then we went. She, she looks like she's stoned. I can be friends with her. <laughs> no, I was so excited, too, like, because uh, I think I think it was emailed me, and I guess we shouldn't say their names. Sorry. 
but um she emailed me and she's like yeah like so and so or carolyn wants to get in contact with you and i'm like because i asked her how i should proceed because i was like what's not gonna get me like a restraining order i want to <laughs> i want her email but i want to do this the right way so she yeah. said she would get in touch with you and then if you felt comfortable then yeah you your email so i was hoping for the <laughs> but look, i was like yeah yeah okay and I definitely went and searched on Facebook and I was like, fuck, she's got pink hair and a side shave. Like, we're, we're so good. And then the first time we saw each other at the baseball diamonds and I was like, you? After, and and the teacher was there too. There? Were you there when I pulled up? Yeah. There was people on the skate, like on the ramp and that was you too? Like, right? No, I think we pulled up after actually. Okay. Because when I pulled up, there was two people on the skate ramp and then I remember looking back and then when we got closer to each other and I realized who you were, I was like, was she there the whole time? And I never noticed. I think I was there for a while. I don't know. But I, I walked over there and then the teacher was there because I was just about to go over and ask you if you smoked weed because we I had, just had a had literally just rolled me a joint on the stands and handed yeah. it to me and I was going <laughs> to walk over to see you. And then the teacher like intercepted. And the whole time I was talking to her, I just kept thinking fuck am I glad I didn't just smoke because I would read like I don't care but it's like talking okay, to teachers a little <laughs> that's true I think she knows now if that makes you feel any better yeah no I feel like she does yeah, she's, I was coming she's, to school some days after school just figured it out. yeah yeah and she's on my I have her on Facebook so she knows I'm very open she, on my Facebook so she knows I don't think she's on my Facebook. I don't know if I want to cross that line yet. It's funny because I always think people are going to think the worst and then it turns out that they smoke too. So it's like, why do we all hide? Like, I don't know why. That's happened so many times. Smoking parties in the park because I do it. Yeah, exactly. And like one of the other moms that I met right away, because I was like, what do you you smoke? I just, that's a huge part of what I do. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. And not if you don't smoke that's fine i respect that but i'm gonna go smokable while you sit here if that's cool yeah yeah. i just Um, know that you're not gonna like get all weird on me yeah yeah and like but so many people do and like when there's a mom page for the local group here and like there was a lot of interaction on all of the marijuana posts that have been on there Mm -hmm. i can't believe i just said marijuana but like (laughs) (laughs) on on the (laughs) <laughs> on the Facebook, it was marijuana posts. <laughs> Susan, get it off of there. Karen's gonna call the manager. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And a lot of people, I think a lot, because um, I've been telling my aunt that we should open like a little once that becomes legal, because I don't think edibles are legal yet, right? I have tea. I have tea, and you can actually purchase brownies online. So I think that it's starting to get. It's getting there. It's gaining traction. Yeah. So I told her when it does become, we should start like a little bakery, like Nancy Botwin and weeds. (laughs) (laughs) We could definitely work there. I would eat everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, that would be a problem. I wouldn't be able to hang out in the store. We could maybe do some marketing online. You do the online marketing. I'll run the store. I can. I can handle gaining a little bit of weight. Yeah, I can. Well, like I need to, but I don't know if edibles are going to help with that. I don't know. I find they don't really make me eat. I just have the best sleeps of my life. Oh yes, I agree. I sleep really, really well on those. Okay. 
like that cookie the other night did you have it Muy oh bueno. God, i had a good sleep i downed the entire thing <laughs> me too in one sitting i just ate the whole thing um if you microwave them they kind of get soft a little bit and then mm, i'm gonna put on ice cream next time <laughs> that just crossed my mind <laughs> We telepathically thought of the ice cream at the same time. Crumbled it on the cream. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I honestly think, I don't know if, like, maybe one day it'll be talked about more. But, yeah, I feel like a lot more people smoke than we, that talk, than talk about it, I guess you could say. I don't I know. I know my parents think it's just, like, they're finally coming around to it because for like years I've been talking about it like it's a normal thing. Yeah. But I think in the beginning they, they think it's this like crazy thing. Like when I gave them those cookies, they asked me if they were going to hallucinate. And I'm like, I gave you pot, not acid. Like, calm down. <laughs> Do you want some acid though? <laughs> like, I want to party with your parents. <laughs> It's like you're just gonna have a really good sleep you know you guys probably maybe eat something i don't know laugh a little bit and then go to sleep like it'll be fine you're gonna be okay she drank a double bottle of wine she'll be okay <laughs> and then i said to them too it's like not like you have any because they're like what are we gonna feel like tomorrow and i'm like i don't know maybe tired a little bit but like because you're first timers but you, you'll be fine and i was like in any way it's not like you have anywhere to go like <laughs> just relax at it's home quarantine <laughs> That's like after living with my parents, like I've moved back in with my parents a few times. I'm not doing it again. I swear, like I'm putting it on the internet right now. I'm not putting doing it, it again. If I did it again, pull me out. Like something's <laughs> wrong. Um, but this time, I think my mom, like before she kind of realized, but she's gotten to the point now where she's like, Paige, go smoke a bowl. Like, am I being a bit? Oh, okay. <laughs> go have a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> Um, moment but also like i living in a house with my family was very stressful that's so hard. yes i did smoke a lot of weed because yeah really none of us can function properly together because we're all basically grown adults with very different personalities and opinions mm -hmm, absolutely Not that we don't love it. each other i did it without kids and i could just imagine having kids After in the mix you know like that would, it's a lot of personalities and a lot of opinions and it's hard after being out on your own especially and then moving back in it's yeah. just like a slap in the face because you've lived your own life for this long and done things your own way and then you're back into like oh i'm under mom and dad's roof mom and dad's rules and it's like yeah. and it's almost too, like, I about you, but for me i kind of saw it as like a failure as opposed to like a stepping stone to the next level you know i saw it as like a well, fuck now you're back home like what you know what good are you 100 percent. it's like a whole mindset thing right oh yeah i like i feel like you're i moved back in now. after getting oh 100 i moved back in with my parents after a very messy divorce a very very messy so you're divorce. already in like a, a a crummy headspace you know like oh yeah and my mental health like i not that i should when I'm angry, what I think is, you know, he should have been there and been a husband and been like, you need help. But the other part of me is like, I 100% understand him being done and like being done. Well, was um, he the same age as you? So he's young too, right? A year older than me, but yeah. And my mental health got really, really, really bad. And neither of us could do it anymore. And I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I had fallen, fallen out of love with him many years prior. 
we were together for like five six years not that that's like super long but I don't know we had two kids and we got married and yeah. it was like a, through a know, lot of adult relationship and it was just a lot and like when I got here I had to like reteach myself how to be a human being because I hadn't been by myself for so long the longest I had been single was for like two months mm-hmm. and I've spent my whole time other than the few months I was dating uh ponytail oh I shouldn't call him that he's gonna listen to this <laughs> or man bun no well we can keep it it's fine. he'll love it um <laughs> but like I've been single aside from that and not even in dating him like I was introduced to so many different people and like I lived the life of a 22 year old last summer mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to live the life of a 23 year old this summer as long as quarantine's done because that's how my custody schedule works mm-hmm. and in the end like it was absolutely the best decision and especially for my mental health and I'm sure his too um as unfortunate as it is like Mm-hmm. everything uh, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and like I'm proud of where I am now because of everything that I've gone through yeah so. and you're teaching your kids to pick up and keep going so yeah and like my biggest thing is like everybody laughs at me because I'll say it out loud in public too and I'm like champagne taste on a beer budget yeah to my four and five year old but like <laughs> they they need to know like I and I said to them tonight like I every time that I do something that's like video editing related or like the zoom calls with you I tell them I'm working because in my mind I am I'm working towards something that I want to make into something absolutely I'm taking it seriously and like I said to them I can't go out and work right now I can't work during the day because you guys I constantly have to take care of you guys you need to go to sleep so I can work and they do and they understand that same with like when we're at the grocery store as much as they throw a fit or something if I say no to getting a toy I'm very much the type of mom that's like you can get a kinder egg I can't afford a toy and they go oh okay well like it makes sense now yeah yeah no and we being honest just teaches them from a young age too I feel like I wasn't like not to shit on my parents because as an adult I understand like now they were adults too just trying to figure it out my mom was really young when she had us and I feel like we were like money was never discussed ever 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 so once I got out on my own it was a huge fucking wake-up call because I had no like right down to like what do you mean you have to like buy your own toothpaste like that didn't like I, I sad to say like at 17 18 years old I was like what do you mean like you have to spend like I didn't understand how far a paycheck had to go you know what I mean yeah. like we're very not that we put our financial I don't want our kids to ever be stressed about money or anything like that mm-hmm. but we're very honest with them like we have to work our butts off for this roof over our head and we have to you know the food that's in our fridge like like all our bills have to get paid you know like and they understand that it takes money to do that like these things aren't just here 100 percent. and my mom that's something that my mom actually i think my parents disagreed about that with me growing up like my dad didn't was never one to talk about money he'd probably be pissed about me talking about this but i don't really care like <laughs> it was my childhood i'm gonna fucking talk about it <laughs> um but they money wasn't a topic with him like you don't talk about money with him and that was just that's how it was, like, it was their mom, like that generation that yeah but my mom was always so open with me and I always went grocery shopping with her and like she showed me I don't know we were always 
we always had everything we wanted. My mom made damn sure we had everything we wanted and big Christmases and birthdays. She always went all out, but she worked her ass off to do it. My dad did too. Like we never had lots of money. We were never that family. And like when I started working, I saved up $2,000 and went on a shopping spree and bought all my clothes and everything. And like, I was buying stuff for my mom and like my friend that came with me. And like, I learned what it was to, or I learned what the value of a dollar was very young. I also dropped out of school at 15 and started working full time and did homeschooling for a year and a half. And then when I went back to school, I was still working. The only time that I didn't work was when like, over the kids okay yeah and even in between there I did work like I I don't know I've always it feels weird to not be working or not be working on something I know I'm I'm really grateful that I had shifted my that I like quit my job and started this business because I I think I would have a lot more anxiety like I still have anxiety of like the what ifs and like what's gonna happen yeah I'm absolutely grateful that I have clients that need me online and nothing other than the fact that my whole family is here <laughs> working from <laughs> underfoot while I'm trying to work but I've really kind of had to shift my day so I just do a lot of the work evening and night and yeah. kind of hang out with them during the day I was actually watching a video on that and it was like some of the news broadcasters and like reporters She's like, well, I put my phone down at 5.30 because that's the end of my work day. And then I missed a few important calls at like 7, 7.30 and missed out on something. Like my hours are not the same now because life is not the same now. Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody's kind of feeling that way. And even like with the kids' bedtime and that, like they went to bed at 10.30 the other night. I never, yeah. never. Us too, we've been really lax on bedtime. That was something I've always been very strict about. Like when school was in, like it was like bedtime. Even on the weekends, we kept the same bedtime so that it wasn't a big thing on Sunday nights. Yeah. But I've been like lately, it's like whatever. It's not like we have anywhere to go. So I've been kind of like lax with it. Yeah. He's so, a little later, but. Doing what you can to get by. Yeah. And then there's the nights when you just need some fucking peace and quiet so you better <laughs> I tried to do that tonight and they weren't asleep until they weren't like we started recording <laughs> well I said that they were they're just mm. they're just tired like I yeah. they're a lot yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not I know I'm a lot which is probably why they're a lot but they just send wine and weed please. exactly yeah please leave it on the doorstep I'll be happy. With a Lysol wipe. <laughs> That's the thing now. The end thing. Oh, man. Okay, so a sick as fuck segment that we should do weekly that, again, I have yet to brainstorm. I know, me too. And I'm like, yeah, I'll brainstorm that. And then I watch TikTok. <laughs> me too. Or The Tiger King. Have you watched that fucking documentary yet? No, everybody's telling me to and I don't want to. Oh, please do it. Like, it's just like he's a mythical fucking creature, this Joe Exotic. I'm serious. Your life will be enriched for having watched these seven episodes. It's just seven episodes okay. of your life. So you can binge that in, like, a night if you're, like, that ambitious about it. But you, it's... Seriously, the other night, Pat rewatched the first two episodes because those are the two best ones out of the whole fucking series. Those two are, because you spend the whole, and honestly, there was a lot of it that I was like, I missed that in the first one because I basically just spent the whole thing going, is this guy real? Like, is this a real person? 
it's fucked. Oh my god, Kevin, I have to watch it. And now I just walk around the house yelling Carol fucking Baskin. Because she's like his arch enemy in this whole series. So the whole time he just says her name and he's like angry at her all like it's her fault for everything. And he's oh, just fucking funny. Very extravagant. How did I describe I described him to my dad as he's like a gay uh, hillbilly mullet wearing I was like when I described how he dressed I was like really cool jeans like nice jeans with like these hol gun holsters on the legs because he's got to feel cool and then like a cowboy hat and fucking a sequin shirt like every day it's a different sequin shirt <laughs> 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 it's pretty it's it's like I feel like you couldn't even make that up like you couldn't make up his life it's a good one you should watch it I will I told Dawson that we should like create a person to blame everything on in the house because I saw it on Facebook and I thought it was funny and he yeah, like, like deadpan looked at me and he's like you think that's funny oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I've told my son before to get a sense of humor I was like ain't no son of mine <laughs> It's not going to be able to laugh at any of my jokes. And they've all been rolling their eyes hard at me. <laughs> I, I am so funny. Like, so funny. I told them all they should and, be fucking grateful. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's pure entertainment. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they just don't seem to get it. Like, my puns okay. are top notch. Top fucking notch. Mm -hmm. Not even a giggle. No. No respect. No. I birthed them and they can't even laugh at my fucking Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> and then he comes up and he's like, knock, knock, who's there? Poop. And then he's like in hysterics and runs away. <laughs> we need to talk about comedy, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Comedic timing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this was a good first episode. Look at, I even did my letterboard. I know, I love it. I really like the decor, and I see the little pot plant up there. I like this one. It says Virginity Rocks, and I thought it was hilarious that I bought it. I'm really sad. When I was working for Christmas, <laughs> some of the ladies went to the dollar store and got, like, a bunch of fake flowers and made little boutonnieres so that people that came to the Christmas oh. dinner had something to wear. So I was walking by the front desk and they had them all laid out. They had done their thing and now they were giving away the flowers to whoever wanted to take them. They yeah. were made out of pot plants. She had bought a bunch of pot plants, painted green glitter all over them. They were beautiful. <laughs> and then glued a flower to them. And then that's what everybody wore <laughs> for the like please tell me someone got pictures of the little old people <laughs> Fuck. okay and then uh, we need to figure out a way to end it too right yeah sure. <laughs> we're a dumpster fire starting it yeah so. pretty much i feel like that's what we should just do throw up a dumpster fire on the screen at the end and we'll be like thanks for listening <laughs> i'm caroline it's been our trash so yeah. <laughs> So follow us. Yay. So this has been episode one. Episode one. Fireworks noises. <laughs> <laughs> also bong noises. <laughs> <laughs>